What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Gaming, as this is the episode that I say farewell to my PlayStation 4. Over the last week, as I've moved on to my PlayStation 5, I've actually taken everything off the PS4. And while I move forward, I wanted to look back. I wanted to say goodbye, because I've had a great run on the PlayStation 4. So I wanted to do an episode dedicated to my time with the PS4. I wanted to talk about making that choice to get a PlayStation 4. I've talked before how, hey, I, I've had to make that decision. Was I going to get an Xbox One or a PS4? What was it that actually made me go PlayStation 4? I want to talk about some of my favorite memories. And of course, I want to talk about my favorite games that I played this generation. That to me, while I look back on it, I just think, man, that was all PlayStation. But anyway, guys... Let's jump in. Let's talk about what it was that led me to the choice that, hey, I was going to stay with the PlayStation family. Now, gamers, when I talk about that choice of going with a PS4 or Xbox One, let me just say that, hey, back in the day, in many of the generations before, I typically had one or two consoles, especially once I started as a teenager, having my own jobs, could afford things. I would have the Nintendo 64 and the PS1 and then the PS2 and then original Xbox and the GameCube, and it would go like that. But at the end of last generation, and actually really in the middle of the last generation, of that PS3 generation, I should say, things were starting to get a little bit different for me. See, I remember in 2010, I was walking around a mall in Texas, and here's a big change here. My wife was now pregnant with our first kid. I remember walking around this mall, though, because I was playing through God of War 3, and I shot Hulking Yoda over there at Lost at Sea Gaming. Please check out his podcast. It's a great podcast. And I shot him a text, just making conversation, and I said, hey, man, if you only had to get one console next gen, what would you go with? Now, again, we are still far out from the release of the Xbox One. We're far out from the PS3. I mean, we are still three years away from when they are announced, but nobody knew that at the time. I mean, we've kind of went from the PS2 and the original Xbox generation where there only been five years to now we're five years into this generation and nobody's talking about when next gen's coming. So it's always up in the air, these hypotheticals. So I'm having this conversation with him and he's basically, he's an Xbox guy. And he's like, God, I just, I can't leave the Xbox. I love it. And I have to tell you, in the 360 and the PS3 generation, I was by far more of an Xbox guy to start the generation off with. In fact... Even in 2010, I played my Xbox way more than my PS3. But I remember sending him a text back, and I said, dude, this might sound crazy to you, but... And I remember this text. That's the funny thing. I don't remember if Hulking Yoda is going to hear this and remember this text, but I remember this conversation. And I said, dude, I'm playing through God of War, and I just don't think I can miss another God of War. I don't think I can miss an Uncharted. Or if Metal Gear, because at the time, Metal Gear 4 was exclusive to PlayStation. If they make another Metal Gear, I don't know that I can miss out on it. Well, we go forward a few years, and then in 2012, my Xbox is starting to give me issues. In fact, I had suffered the red ring of death so many times that I became an expert after my warranty voided and having to go in there and open up the Xbox and replacing the heat sink little patches. I don't know what they were called, and I believe it or not, I would replace them with two pennies that I would wrap in electrical tape, and it would actually work, and you'd have to get a heat gun. It was a whole process. We can talk about that on a different episode, but I would got kind of fed up with it at one point, and I was like, you know, I got a PS3. I'm just going to start playing games on it. Well, in that summer of 2012, I even text Hulking Yoda. I keep wanting to say his real name, but I text Hulking Yoda, and I was like, you know what, man? I'm having fun on this PS3, but 
I still think I'm going to end up going with Xbox. I think I've changed my mind, and I, I just miss Xbox Live and being on the same console as my friends. And I remember his reply was, dude, I can't wait for you to be back on the Xbox. So what changed? Well, in 2013, I remember thinking really hard, like, I just know we've got a kid now. He's a couple years old at this point. I've got a career going. You know, I'm not just in a job. I actually have a legit career. And I've started to only game what I do now, where I would wake up a couple hours early, and that's how I would get my gaming in. And I just knew that just based on that time alone, it just wasn't going to make sense to buy two different consoles. Yes, it would be nice to be able to play every game that came out because I could just switch between the two, but I knew one, I don't have the time to play every game, and it just wasn't fair to that one console. But things were also changing too. The more and more time I spent on the PlayStation, the more and more time I loved it. See, I had been playing the exclusives, but now I was playing everything on it. I was starting to build up those trophies, and I was really starting to get into that trophy system. It was starting to become pretty cool to me. I liked the way it was tougher to get higher and higher up the level. I liked the PlayStation experience, especially once I'd kind of updated my Xboxes. It was kind of on its last legs, and I got it to the, you know, to that last update that made it look like Windows 10, and I just didn't like it. And then E3 happened. E3 2013, the reveal of the Xbox One and the PS4. And I have to tell you, I am not trying to throw any dirt or wound anybody with this, but it was not a good reveal for Xbox. There's a few things that as a consumer really kind of made me go, oh no, 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 no. For one, that 24-hour internet check. Now, understand, most of this stuff went away almost immediately, but when they hit that out there, ooh, it burned me because my job, as I learned in 2019, can send me to a place where the internet may not be very reliable. And I had those concerns and I said, I don't know about that. It didn't help that a few days later, the then person in charge of Xbox made the comment that, well, if you don't want an Xbox that has to go online all the time, we offer the Xbox 360. And I remember that ticked me off. That really just, that was like a, hey, you want to go next gen? You got to play our way or not. And I was, ugh. I remember the whole thing about, remember trying to get used games or whatnot? You had to buy this extra fee to get the digital license. It was like this whole thing. And that's when PlayStation kind of came out and said, hey, here's how you can borrow your friend's game. And they handed it off. And yeah, that might have been a cheap shot. But I know with somebody watching it, I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. Because, hey, at that point, I'm still loving going to GameStop and getting the cheap games on used sales and whatnot. But the big thing, guys, it really threw it, and this is really what is going to absolutely throw people off, is it was, simply put, man, the fact that you could video what you were playing and you could take screenshots. And I know the Xbox had announced it. I know that was also part of it. But on PlayStation, it was up to 15-minute videos. And I'm going to tell you right now, did I ever put too many 15-minute videos out there? No! But it was the fact that I could, where I believe Xbox started at either 30 seconds or 3 minutes, something like that. And I just remember going, nah, man, I'm going to need that time. And I will admit, especially in the beginning, there was a lot of times I'd go into the share factory and I would take a 15-minute clip, especially of a WWE uh, match, and I would cut it down to where it was smaller than 15 minutes, but I'd use that entire footage to make a really cool highlight of a match. And I just remember when I saw that, like it was this awesome video. Right, guys, if you've got the video, please send me the link because I thought it was so cool 
where like, you know, they're showing off the UI and stuff and some friend sits there and he looks at his friend's video and his friend is stuck on a boss fight in Knack. So he's like, oh, I gotcha. And he goes and plays that boss fight, makes a video and his friend is able to then go, oh, that's how you do it. I just thought that was so cool, so revolutionary. And then at the same time, I'm sitting there and I know I'm not going to get one at launch. If you've been keeping track, I didn't get a PlayStation 4 until the following Christmas, the Christmas of 2014. And I remember sitting there and, you know, as it comes out, people are excited about it. The thing that stuck with my mind, too, is, wow, man, I mean, if you just look at the value, you've got the the most powerful system is the PS4. At that time, it was a big deal going to 1080 and whatnot. And it's $100 cheaper, and I didn't really care for the Kinect. I had one on the 360. It really didn't do anything for me. So to kind of be forced to, it was like, ah, I don't really want that. And then something else happened, guys. In 2013, I'm sorry, it came out in 2013, but I didn't play it until 2014. And that was The Last of Us. And I played through that game, and I remember going, you know what? No, I, I can't, because this game is too good. It made me think about how good something like God of War was. How amazing something like Last of Us and Uncharted and all these games that I could just sit there and go, man, like, I can't give up on these exclusives. Yes, I want to play the next Gears of War, but I want to play God of War more. Yes, I want to play Fable, but, oh, I really want to play another Uncharted. And, man, if they make a sequel to this Last of Us game, I got to be there. And that might sound crazy to some people, but for me, the exclusives matter. Because let's be real, at the end of the day, there's only a handful of exclusives. And I understand that. So you could kind of diminish that, or you could look at it the way I do and go, but I want to play those exclusives. And that was it for me. I remember another friend, Mr. C from Game with Mr. C on YouTube, checked that show out as well. He would even made a comment to me. He goes, man, he goes, you got to think all your friends are over here on Xbox. Don't you want to play with us, man? Don't you want to be over here? Come on this side. And I remember sitting there, and I was like, that's true. But, guys, I don't play multiplayer. I play at 5 in the morning, man. You guys aren't up playing with me. And that's when it hit me that, you know what? You take all this combined, man. You take what it is, because there is a loyalty to PlayStation and me. I started with the PS1 in 1997 because I had to play WCW versus the world. I couldn't wait to play it and Die Hard and all these games. And I was thinking about those generations and how much I absolutely loved that PS2 and how much I really did grow to love my PS3 at the end. And I realized, I can't go to Xbox. As cool as the 360 was for me, I was a PlayStation guy. And that is why I made my decision. All of those things together made me realize I was a PlayStation guy. And only a few months after that, about six months later, that Christmas morning, I opened up my PlayStation 4. So gamers, what are the memories that I am going to cherish when I think back on the PS4 generation? So I get it, Christmas of 2014. I remember I'm super stoked. And here's a fun fact. My wife went and got it, and it was almost a last-minute get because she was trying to find this certain bundle I wanted. So... Going into uh, Black Friday of 2014, there was a bundle out there, and it was you got the PlayStation 4, you got GTA 5, and you got The Last of Us, all for like, let's just say 
450 bucks. I don't remember what it was. I know it was a little bit more than just a console, but you got two games with it. Now, the trick to that is, is I had already got that 100% GTA. I had already played through The Last of Us. My wife knew this, and in her mind, it made no sense to get me two games I already got. She had actually reached out to Mr. C to ask him, hey, is he actually going to play these games? And he had asked me, dude, are you planning on actually playing those games? Guys, I want to put it out here just now. I did play through those games, but it took me several years to get there. Let me just point that out. But, however, I wanted that that bundle so bad. The idea of playing GTA, the idea of having another round of Last of Us, I couldn't wait for it. Well, going into Black Friday, they actually had it on sale, but you could also get like two or three other games and you were still spending like 550. But my wife was trying to stay up for it. She fell asleep, missed it, Walmart sold out. So she kept trying to find that bundle. And ultimately, it never came in. She had her name on a list and it just never came back in. So that last week, right before Christmas, she was able to get me one, but it didn't come with any games. So Christmas morning, I have no games. <laughs> like, as funny as that sounds, I just remember getting it and plugging it into the TV. And then the stupid, nerdy dorks, whoever they are for that one cyber thing, and they attacked and they shut down, if you remember the PS network and the Xbox network over that Christmas uh, holiday for a couple of days and I just remember being so frustrated because I couldn't get the PlayStation to get online. I couldn't go get any digital games and I just sat there like, well, this is this is cool. I can at least look at it. Uh, so I ended up going back to my PS3 and finishing up Assassin's Creed Rogue before I moved on to my first game, which I will talk about in the next segment. But what are some other things I remember? Well, I remember, of course, making my first video. I remember it was from WWE 2K14. It was Bray Wyatt versus The Ultimate Warrior. And I, I sat there and I remember splicing it up and having a cool moment where I hit the finishing move. Sister Abigail and I'm just kind of like doing the thing where Bray Wyatt does the kneeling over Ultimate Warrior. And the rest of the Wyatt family's behind him. Guys, you could not tell me that I did not just do something super cool when I made that video. For whatever reason it was, the idea of being able to record and share videos of my wrestling matches had been something I'd wanted to do forever. So my first real big memory, not counting the getting no games and the network outage, but the like positive, like this is awesome, was making that first video and sharing it at that time to Facebook. I just thought that was such a cool moment. Now, the next thing, because it happened as soon as the network came back on a couple of days later, I hopped on and I downloaded the trailer or the playable trailer, whatever you want to call it, for Silent Hills PT. And I've got to tell you, I have to say that was awesome. Like, I don't know if you've ever played it. It was very soon after it came out that they kind of pulled it. It was like the beginning of 2015. They pulled it from the store and you couldn't get it anymore. And that became its own thing. Like, hey, if you have this on your PlayStation, you could go on eBay and sell your PlayStation for like <laughs> ridiculous amount of money. Like it was nuts. But I just remember thinking, man, this is a, such a cool demo. It is a really s simple thing if you've never played it. You walk down a hallway. You walk for it. You make a left. And when you, at the end of that hallway, you're going to go through another door. Guess what? You're just going to come out exactly where you started but it gets creepier and creepier. It's really creepy when you find out all these years later that Lisa, the ghost, was standing right behind you the whole time. But man, just the noises and the child crying and the different things that would happen in the apartment, it was so freaky. I don't know if anybody figured out how to get through it. I honestly had looked it up online that you have to say Lisa into the microphone, and I did that. I got it. I got the trailer with Norma Reedus and everything, but... 
It was just so freaky. And I'm playing at like 5 in the morning. It's super dark. I'll tell you what, I'm sitting here going, man, that's one demo I should leave on the PS4 and let my kid discover it, see what he thinks. I think he would lose his mind. But it, I also have to say, I noticed when I was looking at my games library on the PlayStation 5, it's got an asterisk next to it. So I'm hoping they didn't take it where you can't ever play it again. Uh, unfortunately, I tried to get... Hulk and Yoda to try it out a few times. He's a huge fan of horror, and for whatever reason, he has never wanted to try it out. I've, I've offered to do the whole game sharing or whatever it is where people can kind of, quote-unquote, take control of your uh, your controller in their house or whatever. But either way, man, if you got the chance to play PT, you know just how awesome it was. The next thing that I remember was that update to allow for external hard drives because... I gotta tell you something, and I, this generation is going to have it even tougher because games are only getting bigger, but the need for an external hard drive was huge. I remember before I could get that thing set up, I was like, man, what am I gonna cut? And I didn't even have a ton of games, but that's just how quickly it was coming up. And what's so funny is on that PS3, I had a 500 gig PS3, and I didn't even come close, man. All these years later, I'm still maybe 250 gigs used, but on this PS4, it was only a year or two into it, and I'm going, I don't know if I'm going to have enough room to download this. Uh, I remember like WWE trying to update it. It was like, you don't have enough room. You have to you know, delete items, and it was like, what? So the external hard drives, that was a huge deal. I know over at Xbox, I believe they handled it right from the beginning you could do it. If not, they implemented it quicker, something like that. But that was something when PlayStation finally got that, I thought that was absolutely just uh, a huge deal for me. Now... In 2017, I had a vacation, and my wife was out doing things, so all week long was to myself. And this isn't necessarily something you go, oh, that's only something you can do on PlayStation, but it is just something that sticks with me. It's like just a great memory of me and my PlayStation just gaming out. And that was when I finished up all the DLC for The Witcher 3. I did that that week, and I just had so much fun. Not only did I do that, but I sat there and I played through Injustice. I played through... Metal Gear Solid 5 for a second time, just enjoying it. I had the time, I was just taking my time, and it just felt like such an awesome gaming week. Again, it's not necessarily tied because you can only do that on PlayStation, but looking back at that generation, that is just like one of those gaming weeks that I'm like, man, that was awesome. And then to end it, I remember I loaded up Fallout 4 with the intent of using the mods and just kind of run through the story so I could at least experience it. And then deciding, you know what, I'm going to do this legit so I can get trophies. And I had had such a love-hate relationship with that game when it first came out. But here, two years later, I started it and I fell in love. And it just set me off on this really cool couple of months where I was just knocking out all these games that had sat there in this backlog for a long time, man. I went through um, Fallout. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I went through Saints Row, I went through Sleeping Dogs, and all these games were just awesome, and it was fun, and it just felt like a really cool, you know, couple of months that started with an awesome week of just gaming. So, I, I don't know why, it's just a memory that sticks out of my mind, but if I'm talking backlog, I gotta talk about 2020, and I even did an episode on it where I was so excited because I sat there, and I could proudly say in May of 2020, guys, I did it. I completed my backlog. I had... Had to go. My job had taken me away. It was supposed to be for a year. It went a little bit longer. And I went there with the distinction of I want to clear out my backlog. And for better or less, I did it. There were a few games that I didn't complete just because I just really didn't get into. 
But for the most part, I was able to get through a ton, years worth of games, quote-unquote rainy day games that had just been sitting there, even some PS3 games, man. Like, I just felt really, really accomplished to the point that when I actually got home, got back to see my family, I had really nothing to play after like a month, man. It was kind of nuts, but here we are again. I'm getting loaded up with more games, and I'm about to leave my family again for a little bit, so let's see if I can clear out the backlog once again as I go into my first year with the PS5. You know, this is a small memory, but it's something that I've done so many times, and that is the fact that organizing folders on your PlayStation 4. I actually just took a picture and shared with Hulking Yoda where I had taken all of my games and I had separated them as active games, as completed games, and then certain series were by themselves. My Yakuza collection, from Yakuza 0 all the way through 6, and uh, Judgment were all just sitting in its own folder. Tomb Raider had its own. Assassin's Creed had its own. I, I don't know why, but I loved being able to do that. I noticed on the PS5, they're only going to show a few games at a time, so it's not that big of a deal. But I just, I really enjoy being able to make folders, shove stuff in there, and just kind of that easy organizational access you can get to it. Now, here's a big one for me. And that was the platinum race that I got into with myself in 2019. So I noticed around the time that I had kind of left, like I said, kind of went away due to my job, I was sitting there playing. All of a sudden, I got a platinum for Days Gone. And I sat there and I said, I wonder how many I can get during this time away. And, man, it was a race. The race was on. And, and I really didn't expect it. But you got to think, from 2012, when I got my first platinum, with Hitman Absolution, to 2019, I was only at seven. Within the next year, in June of 2020, I had actually completed even more and got that 15th Platinum. And it was for The Last of Us 2, which was amazing. So it just felt really cool that in a one-year time span, I actually got more Platinums than I had got it since the inceptions of the platinum in the trophy system so i really felt cool about that getting that 15th I've, I've actually moved on i believe i'm at 17 now somewhere around in there so either way i just thought that was awesome but honestly my biggest memory from this generation is playing games like horizon zero dawn uncharted 4 god of war spider-man all of those games they just proved that my decision to get a ps4 was more than correct for me some people could say the same thing about some of their xbox games and switch games but for me those games in and of themselves and you could add days gone in there you could add so many of these exclusives the order 1886 that i played through and i just until dawn look i'm just coming up with more and more but these exclusive games that just got into my heart of like man i love these things that's what i think about I mean, this has been a great generation full of great exclusives. And when I look back on it and I think of my memories, I think of playing these games and how, what would I have done if I was sitting there with an Xbox controller in my hand? And sure, 100%, I could have got away with some great games and would have had a good time as well. But man, not being able to play these games would have crushed me. The Last of Us 2, you know, I'm just, another one. But I just sit there and I think, man, when Uncharted 4 came out, if I was sitting there playing through whatever was out on Xbox, I would have not been able to enjoy it. So, those are some of my favorite memories. But let's talk about some of my favorite games. So gamers, let's talk about some of my favorite PlayStation experiences 
on the PS4 from 2014 all the way to 2020. I'm not going to count 2021. I feel like most of the games I've played and completed probably going to keep playing on the PS5 anyway. So we're going from 2014 when I first got it that Christmas all the way to the end of 2020. And I want you to understand, this is the best PlayStation experience to me. Some of these games are not going to be exclusive, but some of these games just made me feel like either, hey, I'm in the next gen or I really see what the PlayStation is doing. You know, like the blue light from the PlayStation was shining right into my eyes as I'm playing the game and I am just connected to that PS4. So let's start off right at the beginning, 2014. The first game I bought on my PS4, once I was able to get it kind of hooked up to the internet and running again, it was Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. I have to tell you, going into the release of this game, I remember almost getting it on PS3, but going, no, I'm hearing the Nemesis system is kind of nerfed on the PS3 and 360. And to me, that just looked next gen. The way that you could basically take an entire army and control them and send them out and do stuff to me just seemed hey i need to play that as best i can because you know what a lot of people make a big deal with graphics when the you know games of the next generation first come out and oh look what they can do with this or look what they can do with that i for me it is still middle earth shadow of mordor i look at all the games that came out that first year and i go that is the game that implemented something new and I just, I loved it. I highly recommend it. If you never played Shadow of Mordor, highly recommend it. Now, Shadow of War, a lot of people like more personally. I think it was a, a little too grindy. I knew they took the loot boxes out, but eh, still has got some aggravation for me. But I still highly recommend that series. But we move forward one year, 2015. And I know, I know the first thing people say is 2015 is the year of Witcher 3. But I'm actually not going to go with Witcher 3. I'm going to go with Batman Arkham Knight. I know that might be a shock to some people, but here's the deal. I loved Witcher 3. I was playing it on day one. I thought it looked and played, and the story was great. But for me, when I think about the best experience I had, I go back to Batman Arkham Knight. I think about the rain and how it would fall and just graphically what that game was doing because, man, you'd be sitting there and you could just watch the rain just pour off of Batman, off his cowl, off his cape. And just all the different things you could do, the destructive environments, the water puddles, as crazy as that is to say. But I just thought the game looked so good. I mean, that's beyond the fact that the game played well and was hardcore. I mean, I loved fighting in that game and using the Batmobile. Yeah, they might have used it a little too much, but just sitting there playing it, I remember going, man, like, this is next-gen visuals. Like, this is what you have to have next-gen for. And to me, that was just bar none, like, the bar at that point for me like you want to make a good looking game and make me say yeah that looks good you got to beat this game now going into 2016 as we start changing things just a little bit now we really start getting into that playstation experience as the rest of the games are going to be exclusive to playstation in 2016 for me that game was uncharted 4 i have said that that was one of the games one of those exclusives that i said man if they make another one i gotta be there you knew they were going to uncharted 3 didn't tie anything up and man oh my word i remember my wife actually surprised me with that game my wife's big on surprises and she kind of stuffed it in our kids technodrome toy because we had been moving in the middle of that and i didn't know if i was going to get the game or how it was going to work out and she'd asked me to go move the toy and as i moved it it opened and there was uncharted 4 and i was just elated I remember I could not wait till the next morning. It was one of the few games that I've actually done the whole broadcasting where people could actually watch me play. Uh, but I just loved playing that game. I mean, 
First off, from a technical standpoint, it was absolutely one of the best-looking games ever. It controlled like a dream. And then here's where the game gets better and better because the characters are better than they had been. The story is as good as it had been. And then the action is so over-the-top and great. And it's crazy because there's nothing supernatural about this game. It's just fantastic action. I loved it, man. Like, I really sat there going, dude... This is why I have a PlayStation 4. It was one of those games that I sat there and I said, man, if I would have bought an Xbox, sure, there would have been other games that I could have been playing right now that I would have enjoyed, but I would have been really regretting my decision because of how good Uncharted was, how much I loved it. Ooh, man, you know, I did a replay of the entire Uncharted series last year. I could almost see me doing another replay. That's just how much I love it. Then you go to 2017 and you have something completely new, Horizon Zero Dawn. I remember getting this game, and first off, I really had a choice. Was I going to get this game that was kind of brand new and looked cool, but Robot Dinosaurs, was it going to be kind of one of those games you get into and you're like, all right, man, it's just kind of a gimmick. Or should I get Mass Effect or Dramano, which, hey, man, that's a solid franchise. I love the three games before it. I decided to go with my gut and go with Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm going to tell you what, I do not regret that. That game, from a story standpoint, from graphics from characters, but my word, it's the gameplay. Oh my, you can take down these robot dinosaurs and these different animals and the different people in so many ways. There's so many traps. There's so many different weapons to use. And and it's not like over the top, like, you know, like Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, there's a ton of different guns. No, these are all practical. Like they have practical uses for them. I love the game. I absolutely love Horizon Zero Dawn. And what's so crazy, when I think about 2017 and I think about Horizon Zero Dawn, I think about how I started playing it as an early Father's Day gift in May because we were going to be out of town for Father's Day. And just getting to a certain point and having to stop because we're going out of town and just being like, dude, I just, I just want to get back to playing it. I just want to get back to playing it. And then taking almost the entire summer to finish playing it. And then getting that first platinum, which was really cool because every once in a while Sony will sit there and they will... When you get a Platinum on one of their exclusives, they will actually send you, whether it be a wallpaper or a background or an avatar, something as a reward for, hey, thanks for playing one of our exclusive games. And this was the first one that I had actually gotten a gift like that. I actually had to call Sony and be like, hey, I didn't get it unlocked. Man, they immediately, great customer service, unlocked it for me. And I just was so proud of that Platinum and, you know, just that, that background I had on my PS4. So I'm looking at that all year long, and there comes the DLC at the end of the year for The Frozen Wild. And I've got to say, I loved that DLC, one of my favorite DLCs. It fits perfectly with the game, which is always impressive when developers can make it sync up like that. So again, guys, Horizon Zero Dawn was so fantastic. There's a reason why in the last episode I said Horizon Forbidden West was my most anticipated game right now. But we go into 2018... And it's ironic because in my last episode, I also said the next game in this series could end up being my most anticipated game, but that is God of War. I mean, you got to think, God of War is that game that eight years prior, walking around in a mall, I texted Hulk and Yoda and said, hey, I think because I'd, I'd have to play God of War, I would go with a PS4 over whatever the next Xbox would be. And we get to 2018. We had seen it for about a year, year and a half, them kind of building up. and You know, we knew it was going to be a different Kratos. We know he was going to be older. He's going to be wiser, more, you know, in control of his emotions. We knew the combat was going to be different, but how is that going to play out? Were we going to get an authentic God of War experience? And I can tell you, we absolutely did. 
it raised the bar in so many levels. I think it's one of those games that Sony can look back and go, yeah, you're, you got a lot of work if you want to take us down for being the best when it comes to exclusives. Because God of War, I mean, it is as close to perfect as you can get without being a perfect game. Like, that is just how I feel about it. I, it's fantastic. It kickstarted that franchise because a lot of people might not remember this, but over time, Kratos had been started to kind of been moved to the outs of gaming because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's new gamers were experiencing him, just not getting into it, but a lot of people were looking down on those first few God of War games saying that Kratos was mindless and you know he was a one-dimensional character. I didn't feel that way. I love the original God of War games. But going into God of War, we got such a deep emotional Kratos. I didn't expect it. It was fantastic. And just one of the highlights, probably one of the top highlights when you think of just gaming in this PS4 generation, including the Xbox One, was the release and how well they did with God of War in a soft reboot. So we go to 2019, and I gotta say, people might be surprised when I say this, because this is the year that I also got into the Yakuza franchise, but for me, 2019, I mean, that's Days Gone. Days Gone does not get enough respect. First off, it yes, it's got its technical issues. It may have been one of those games that, hey, it needed the PS5 to, you know, have all that extra power to run as smooth as it needed to. I also think it gets a lot of grief because it was the first PlayStation exclusive that didn't run almost perfect on all different systems. So you can say that, oh, okay, everyone, there was frame rate issues or there, this or that, but I'm telling you, if you play through the game, you're going to get a story that's better than it has any right to be, characters way better than you thought they were going to be, and gameplay that is fantastic. I mean, just the bike and having to make sure you keep the gas tank filled and upgrading and exploring and the different types of freakers and, oh my word, when you come into a horde on the wild, how that can just change things. Guys, Days Gone is fantastic. I will scream its praises for as long as I need to. I cannot wait for a sequel. Days Gone was just great. So we go into 2020. The last year that I'm going to include on this, and I have to say... It is Yakuza Kiwami 2. Because for me, that was the pinnacle of what I've been playing in that series. Yes, Yakuza 0 was amazing. It was a great entry. Yakuza Kiwami was so good. Judgment was great. But Kiwami 2, and when I played this, it was still exclusive to PlayStation. It was just fantastic. I mean, everything you did in that game was about making you better. The RPG elements, the grinding elements, I loved it. I loved it so much that it made it harder for me to go play Yakuza 6 later on because Yakuza 6 was kind of, with that engine being used, was the first one to kind of do a lot of those systems. So it was kind of in its infancy. That's how much I love Yakuza Kiwami 2. This remake to me that just made me go, okay, that's it. I love this franchise. Now, again, I don't want to include 2021, but I'm going to throw a few runners up. For you out there over the course of the years death stranding has got to be there i think of death stranding and i just think of how amazing that game was from just its general gameplay that was just nice and relaxing and cool to the fact of implementing connecting people and i mean it's a playstation exclusive and i'm just like oh my word i wish more people got a chance to play that then you have spider-man which really just upped the game and it's kind of ironic because way back on the original Xbox and on the PS2, Spider-Man 2 came out and redefined what we should be able to do with superhero games. P 
people always looked to Spider-Man 2 was like, yo, that was a great one. I might not have felt as amazed by it, but I just know that it was a great one. Uh, but here we go. We had Batman kind of take the reins with its Arkham series, and at the end of this generation, Spider-Man swung back in with that PS4 exclusive game and said, let me show you how you have fun with a Spider-Man game, and it's just been making amazing stuff. We've had that Spider-Man game, we've got Miles Morales, and I'm sure we're going to have a new one pretty soon, within the next couple years. Yakuza 0, again, I hope you Xbox players have got a chance to play it. It is a great entry point to a great series. Metal Gear Solid 5, I can't explain how much I loved it. I talked about my memories of spending time with it during you know, a certain week that I've done a lot of stuff, but that was such a great game that when I think of this generation, I think of playing that. And by far, I think Far Cry 4. You know what? A lot of people love 3. A lot of people love 5. I'm more partial to 4 because I just thought 4 had so much fun you could have in it. It was a great time. I've made some great videos. I definitely, definitely love Far Cry 4. So gamers, I want to give a final score to the PS4, and let me just say that it was an amazing system. Now, it wasn't perfect. The controller could have used a better battery. We know that. I get told that so many times, and yes, it could have used a better battery. But I also think developers could have taken advantage of that light bar and that touchpad on so many more games to really get the most out of it and make it a worthwhile addition to put into that controller. Backwards compatibility, uh, though I know they tried to kind of do a workaround and offer PS Now, but, I mean, let's be honest, it's a subscription fee. It's not like you're even getting to own those games. And most players just wanted the ability to stick the disc in the PS4 from previous generations and play. Uh, unfortunately, I think the PS3 was kind of that roadblock with its cell processor, and I think Sony just kind of said, hey, the amount of time and money it's going to cost to get around that roadblock is probably ultimately not going to be worth it. But that's always something that was just like, dang, I wish they could have fixed that. And I'll be honest, PS Plus, for me, for a good bit of the generation, never had that steady couple of months that made it worth getting. I had it for about a year, and honestly, in my entire time with that year, I've only enjoyed one game, and that's Broforce that I've went back to. Now, I will say, in the last several months of its generation going into the PS5, they have definitely been offering some bangers month after month after month so we're seeing some improvement there and i absolutely love the trophy system the more i got into it especially this generation being almost exclusively on playstation i have just grown to absolutely love that system and i have to also say this i cannot think of a single time that i sat there and said huh i'm bored i need a new game this generation was just filled whether it was exclusives or multi-platform games there was just a ton to play also, another thing I want to point out about this generation with the PlayStation is I think they were able to finally have enough raw power to get that full game experience, to take games and turn them from a hobby to a new form of media indulgence and media experience. And I say that because in previous generations, you could have a great-looking game, but you had to make sacrifices. So if the graphics are super good, there's probably not going to be enough memory to support a bunch of cutscenes or flesh out the story without those cutscenes, maybe the combat's not going to be as great. Or maybe one of those three things is more and the other two suffer or whatever it may be. But this generation, I felt like we started getting games like Uncharted 4 where their combat was top notch. The game was absolutely beautiful. And then the story was so fleshed out and so well done because they could do more. They could push those boundaries a lot farther. So I think this was just an important generation in general, and that includes Xbox. But I think the PlayStation also handled it so, so well. 
and really build its reputation on taking advantage of that and making some instant classics when it comes to their exclusive. This generation on Sony, we also saw new protagonists that have become Sony royalty like Aloy. We saw the rebirth of older heroes like Kratos as they were brought into new and fresh directions. We even saw the farewells of Sony classic mascots like Nathan Drake, like quote unquote Solid Snake, Big Boss, whatever you want to call it, as they rode off into the sunset. And we unfortunately even had to say to a very quick goodbye of Joel. Now I've logged many hours into my PS4 from the Christmas of 2014 until now and I have to say that a little over six years later, the PS4 was an absolutely fantastic console, a great generation of gaming. Overall, my final score for the PS4 is a solid nine. I gotta tell you guys, if you wanna reach out to me, you wanna talk to me about what you heard today, please hit me up at thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com. You can see me on The Graveyard Gamer on Instagram, The Graveyard G on Twitter, and The Graveyard Gamer on YouTube. Guys, I have loved talking about the PlayStation with you guys. It's been a ton of fun. I cannot wait to look forward to the future with the PlayStation 5.